keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. All right, welcome everybody to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host, Dan Sagerman. I'm here with Mike Warren, Scott Chaplin, Robert Karpolis, and our guest, Robin Tran and Zachary Million. We got a big show for you, a lot coming up. Um, as far as the roast coming up, we've got Macho Man Randy Savage, Batista, Sting, Rob Van Dam, Cody Rhodes, and uh, something to sports entertainment this week will be SmackDown. Uh, May 24th, we have an off week. May 31st, Double or Nothing. June 7th, the roast of CM Punk and CM Punk's UFC fights. June 14th, off week. June 21st, Hell in a Cell. June 28th, Cast the Avengers, but with WWE. July 5th, the roast of Jim Cornette and the Dairy Queen call. <laughs> you guys are roasting the CM Punk fight? Yeah. What? Oh, man. Is that, on, is that on TikTok? <laughs> it was actually on Vine. How are you doing, Robin? Oh, good, man. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right, man. Another day in paradise. Uh, are you guys uh, ready to talk about Mr. Kevin Nash? Yeah. yeah. You want to start out, Robin? Oh, I mean, see, the thing is, is that I, I just wrote a bunch of roast jokes about him, and then oh, I okay. found out. The Hello. He froze. Um, okay, so let me uh, let, let me start out, guys. Um, I think that the the number one thing was he did a lot for the boys. Man, was a guaranteed contract. That's wasn't a mark. You know, these are all huge things. Um, what did you think, Mike? I love Kevin Nash. Uh, he just seems like a regular dude. It's like if the circus elephant knew its worth. It's you know, because it's like he he is, you know, he is freakishly large. He looks like somebody that could get in the wrestling business and become a main eventer in a few years. And he did that. Um, but yeah, he always fought for his worth. This is a job. We're now taught even by wrestling that it's important to be loyal to companies and all of that shit. And like you said, yeah, he fought for the guys um he's easy to listen to which is hard to say yeah. about a lot of wrestlers his shoot promos just fly by because <laughs> he's just so confident in every he never doubts himself he's you know? guys literally literally it's he's cool like the yeah. gimmick is right yeah. he's cool and a big daddy yeah <laughs> oh you know it you know i wasn't gonna say that though Robin, dan wanted to saying? say it. sorry <laughs> oh me yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on with my no connection. I love, you know, uh, he had some of my favorite matches ever. It was, um, his, all his matches with Bret Hart, I think, are, are made in a Survivor Series, 95. Oh, phenomenal. Royal Rumble, even, like, 95. Like, nowadays, like, every match, I think Mike Lawrence, you know, you, we talk about, like, 
every match is just like a good match now. Everyone's just doing a bunch of moves, and that's that's fine. But like, you know, they always told a story, and I felt like uh, Kevin Nash always had like a really good, you know, ring. He knew how to be a big dude. You know, I feel yeah. like nowadays he would do like a leapfrog you know five-star frog splash off the top rope um but i mean i guess i i started watching wrestling right after hulk hogan left so i actually was like robin am i freezing again yeah yeah Yeah, now you're back now you're back oh god i'm so sorry i I took off i took off the wi-fi and everything else i I don't know why this is not i'm so sorry cyberbullying you i'm (laughs) they're censoring me guys i'm like cm punk right now okay I'm so sorry. I don't know what it's to okay. do about this. I uh, I turned Wi-Fi off of everything else so I can do this. All right, so I'm going to move on to uh, Robert. Robert. Yeah, so I was a huge Diesel mark uh, growing up. It was, you know, I was at the right age for when Diesel uh, emerged on WWE programming because I grew up a Hogan fan as a small child, and he was a superhero. And as you got slightly older, it was like, Everything about Diesel when you were, let's say, 11 years old, 10 years old, was cool. He was he was taller than everybody else. The jackknife looked like a killer finishing move. Like any video killer. game I played, every creator wrestler I ever made as a kid, his finisher was a jackknife because of of Nash. Uh, when he beat Backland in that in that Madison Square Garden uh, house show match, the quick eight second thing was was a shocker. His post-match celebration where you saw his charisma for the first time, where he was going nuts winning the title was awesome. Um, One of the lame memories I have was he was part of the Nickelodeon Hanukkah special. And as a Jew, that was big. The guy that I like knows what holiday we have. Like, that's a win for us. He was also one of the first wrestlers to truly break my heart when he left to go to WCW. Uh, I was a loyal WWF kid. And like, Hogan left. It's like, all right, screw you. You're dead to me. Nash or or Savage leaves. You're dead to me. Diesel was my guy and he's leaving and it sucked, but his participation in the NWO made the NWO work. If it would have just been Scott Hall and X-Pac, it would have been a lot lamer. I mean, Nash really carried this. Uh, Dan's dog does not agree with me, but we're okay yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, man, I, I loved, uh, I loved Renegade Diesel. I, uh, I got the Diesel Power Glove. I went to WrestleMania 11 because of him. Um, you know, Did you beat like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yes, yes. I was, a huge, <laughs> I was a huge Diesel fan. No, but he met Nick Turturro. He ripped his ticket. <laughs> Here's your seat. You know what's amazing, Robert, when you were talking about like how cool he was when you were 11? Like, this is why we didn't get the original iteration of Roman Reigns. Because Roman Reigns basically was modern face Diesel. And now they like figured it out because even Diesel in '96 was cooler when they made him a heel. It's just it works for that guy. Like a guy who thinks he's cool isn't a babyface. Sorry, Cody Rhodes, you're just not. <laughs> well, Diesel was also cool because to Dan's point, I remember when he cut the promo when he turned heel and he's like, "I'm only loyal to my fans who buy my glove, and I'm only going to high five you if you're wearing my merchandise." which is the smartest marketing play I've ever, like, I never wanted a piece of merchandise ever. I'm like, I should get that glove so I could get the high five. Nash. He's the Gene Simmons of wrestling. He was get really the, the first coffin. guy I fell in love with, for sure, in wrestling. Um, in wrestling, in general. <laughs> Robin, Robin was mentioning his, mat, his matches with Brett. It's like, you know what he doesn't get enough credit for? Just fucking listening. 
he was yep. smart to know that I'm not the best, but I'm in the ring with someone who's amazing. What do you want me to do? Because like he went on to acting and all of acting is literally, what do you want me to do? Like he never tried to, at least in his original runs oh. and stuff, try to be yeah. more than what he was. Yeah, he Mike, I'm going to jump in on that. He's everything that Brett isn't cool, funny and a bad wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't believe in wrestling. Yeah. He's like an Andre the Giant you could imagine fucking. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I think he's like he he looks the most like a wrestler to me uh, in a way that isn't like you could point at him and it's not embarrassing. He he's not disproportionate. He doesn't look like a freak. He looks like a giant man who will kick your ass and he's somehow better looking than everybody. Uh like we were saying in the group chat, like he's he's the best looking wrestler ever and that matters. Like that's a big, the dude couldn't work for shit. He could barely walk half the time. Yeah. Uh, but he looked cooler than every single person in both companies at the time. That's insane. You know, Ron I thought, yeah, I thought wrestling was real during that time, you know, put the chair and hit Sean in the back at Madison Square Garden. It didn't happen on TV. Uh, I mean, you know, it happened and they showed it on Raw. I like was heartbroken. I was like, dude, that's your that's your best friend, dude. Like I, you know, but I I was scared of Diesel because he was such a big dude. You know, I was like, are you gonna ever be okay again? Like, you know, um, I, man, my connection is all unstable. I'm sorry. I'm gonna try to talk in like little sound bites. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. So man. sorry about that. It's okay. Robin's uh, connection is made out of Kevin Nash's quad. So. <laughs> um, well, do you guys do you guys want to go into the roast of Kevin Nash? Yeah, let's do it. Sure, sure. Um, Robert, do you want to go first? Sure. Kevin Nash, the man with the most famous snap outside of Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nash was in Magic Mike, while a Magic Mike is what he was holding to transform the word play from a verb to an adjective. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nash majored in psychology, something you'd never have guessed if you watched any of his matches. <laughs> Nash was a bouncer at a strip club before he became a pro wrestler, which no doubt embarrassed his mom more. <laughs> Mrs. Nash, we heard your son is training to be a wrestler. That's a dirty lie. He's a respectable young man mopping up jizz. <laughs> Master Blaster Steel, Oz, Vinny Vegas, with shitty gimmicks like this, you knew he was destined to be friends with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> but say what you want about the Oz character. It prepared him for a career working with Vanilla Midgets. <laughs> Vinny Vegas was based on Steve Martin's character from My Blue Heaven, while Nash's own personality is more like the jerk. In the WWF, Nash dressed in head-to-toe leather, partnered with Shawn Michaels, and was called Big Daddy Cool just in case you ever wondered how much pull Pat Patterson had. <laughs> As champion, Diesel beat Sid, Mabel, Yoko Zuna, and the British Bulldog. He pinned more mid-carters than Missy Hyatt. <laughs> He's also the lowest drawing champion of all time. The only way he could have drawn worse would be if he had Parkinson's, because his hand would shake, and he'd be bad at drawing. That's a Scott Chaplin joke. <laughs> now you know what it's like, Scott. <laughs> oh, sure. It's cool for Nash to believe in a new world order and be in a gang called the Wolfpack, but Drake Wirtz becomes a proud boy and suddenly he can't work in the WWE anymore? <laughs> Kevin Nash participated in the finger poke of doom, 
but enough about his night with Sonny. Hey, now. Nash's finisher was the jackknife, while the passing of Jerome Young means we no longer have to worry about taking New Jack's knife. <laughs> Nash lasted 30 years in the business for a total of 90 minutes in the ring. In the end, Kevin Nash was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame twice, one for each quad. <laughs> All right, Robert Carpolis, everybody. Wait, Robert. Robert, have I used one of your jokes after you did a joke? No. Oh, oh, I thought that's what you were implying. No, I'm fine when you when you over explain your joke. Oh, dude, you got it. That's horrible. It, I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's, it's the secret, you know, to the ooze. Trouble in paradise, guys. Yeah, it's actually, <laughs> the over explaining is happening. No, right I was now. worried. I just got worried. I was like, oh, no, I hope I didn't, you know, you don't want to step on that. Anyway, Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah, who's next, Zach? You want to go Robin? Ah. Or, or, or Robin, yeah. I, I hope this is going to go. I'm sorry ahead of time if this cuts out. Um, what do Kevin Nash and Stephanie McMahon have in common? What? They each, they each lay- <laughs> uh, fucking cut out. Uh, yes. Who is this booked by? Kevin Nash? You cut right. You cut right uh, during the joke. And you it gave you time down. to think, everybody. Sorry, what man. do they have in common? Yeah, you guys, know. write down your answers to what you think, and let's see if you're right. <laughs> Robin, you want to just try once more? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. God damn. Um, what do Kevin Nash and Stephanie McMahon have in common? They each laid down for one of the mega powers in a poke of doom. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Um, oh, and we're gone oh, again. <laughs> Robbing out again? Mike, do you want me to just send my jokes to you and you can read them? Yeah. On Instagram? Because I can't. I'm sorry. This is bad. It's okay. Yeah, don't worry. Why don't, why don't we do that, Robin? I, I apologize. Really? No, my, this is my fault. Do you wanna, can you give that. us a plug before you head out? Um, um, yeah, Robin Tran 4 on all the social medias. All right. Robin Tran 4 on all the social medias. You guys heard. Robin, we apologize. No, I'm sorry about that. I'll no, send you my jokes right you. now, okay? All right, see you, Robin. All right, Mike, do you want to uh, take over, sir? Yeah. You want me to do my stuff? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Either either one's fun. Okay. Kevin Nash is what would happen if you mixed Big Cass's body with Enzo Amore's personality. (laughs) (laughs) That's the greatest wrestler ever. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is this you now or her? This is me. Okay. If he was any more slow and sluggish, he could have been a lumberjack in a Miz versus Damian Priest match. (laughs) We'll be talking about that today, folks. Yeah, yeah. He's from Detroit, which explains why he wrestles like RoboCop. (laughs) He wrestled as Diesel, but I'm guessing the water his mom drank when she was pregnant was never unleaded. (laughs) Fuck. He was born to a devout Christian family who wondered why God punished them with such a giant baby. (laughs) He's into politics. He doesn't want to throw Mexicans back over a wall, but he will toss one at it like a lawn dart. (laughs) Kevin Nash answers the question, what happens when an unstoppable force is really just an immovable object? (laughs) Kevin Nash was always Pat Patterson's worst nightmare, a man who physically can't get on his knees. (laughs) <laughs> his legs are shit he's more unbalanced than an episode of dynamite 
<laughs> He's also an actor. He was in Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Turns out the secret is just steroids and beer. <laughs> he played a stripper in Magic Mike and took his pants off. Finally, after all these years, he was willing to give exposure to a vanilla midget. <laughs> he shit. supposedly slept with a ton of women. They wanted Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, but they settled for some Nash in that gash. <laughs> Mike loved that one. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> Kevin Nash pioneered the idea of guaranteed contracts. And let's be let's be honest, if you had his skills in the ring, you'd also want your money up front. <laughs> he became the booker in WCW. And you know, maybe booking's not your thing if they're like, holy shit, let's bring in Vince Russo to fix this. <laughs> He made a shit ton of money in the 90s, and now he makes a shit ton of money telling the same three stories from the 90s. Did you know the NWO changed the business? Pay $20 to find out how. <laughs> That's it for me. Uh, you want me to read? Uh, yes. Oh, yes, please, please. These are her jokes. Okay. Nash was Robin awesome. Tran, everybody. Robin Tran. This is, sorry about that. This is Robin. Okay. Uh, you have to do an impression of her, Mike. <laughs> all of a sudden mike's mike's like hands start swelling no. Like, no! no 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 by the way this is the most kevin nash thing ever to get someone else to do the work for you and you still take the credit <laughs> can, yeah, I, can robin, i read man. can i read them in in uh, a glenn jacobs voice can i be <laughs> easel uh sure. nash was oz and wcw which makes sense when you look at other members of the clique x-pac has no brains <laughs> triple h has no heart Scott Hall wants to find liquid courage and Shawn Michaels wants to go home to find his smile. Oh, damn. The only click you know about these days are the ones your knees make before you tear another quad. <laughs> Diesel and Shawn Michaels are a tag team called Two Dudes with Attitudes. What did people think of the name? Look at the adjective. Gay. <laughs> Nash tweeted Black Lives Matter and lost hundreds of followers instantly. Does it really surprise anybody that most of your fans were running on diesel white power. <laughs> That's great. Nash loved ending streaks. He ended Goldberg's undefeated streak and then said, WWC. I'm sorry, let me read this again. Nash loved ending streaks. He ended Goldberg's undefeated streak and then said, WCW rating streak, you're next. <laughs> Uh, people say Nash is a terrible worker, but that's not true. Hardcore fans actually love him. When he was wrestling King Mabel in Philly, they were chanting ECW, ECW. <laughs> <laughs> Diesel was champion going into WrestleMania 11, and they weren't sure if he was over enough to main event. So they gave his match Pam Anderson, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Jenny McCarthy, some guy from NYPD Blue, the greatest of all time time Shawn michaels and they still went with you know what let's finish the show with the football player and bam bam bigelow <laughs> <laughs> that's her jokes those are great all yeah, right robin great. tran Good everybody job, thank you robin for coming on the show zach who's next yeah oh that's me <laughs> all right rose to kevin nash vince got um uh, one second hey baby can you turn that off <laughs> hey baby could you shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> Same. Bye. One second. <laughs> this show we've he has ever to done. turn like a fire alarm off right now. All right, here we go. The roast. The roast <laughs> of Kevin Nash. 
Uh, Vince got excited when Nash booked Ninja Turtles because the steroid trial was coming up and he needed a super shredder. (laughs) 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 He loves R&B. Those are the two block letters he tripped on that kept him off bound for glory. (laughs) He beat the New Age Outlaws at Gathering of the Juggalos. So disgusting and appalling. Not the match. A 10 over, they were throwing human shit at Tila Tequila. (laughs) <laughs> he described the exhibition as filler, which explains why I saw Mark Marrow injecting it into his lips. Me out! Wrestle roasts. <laughs> Get him. I feel like Marrow gets a new face so Brock doesn't hunt him. <laughs> um, he was arrested for fighting his kid, but his son never wrestled, so you know what that makes him? Still a good dad. <laughs> Uh, Sean taught Kevin everything about burying people inside the ring while Scott Hall taught him everything about burying people outside a strip club. (laughs) Big Daddy Cool sounds like the name of the ska band your divorced dad starts with Ian (laughs) Fidance. If it wasn't for Nash, the finger poke of doom is what the coroner lists as cause of death after Great Kali fingers you. (laughs) He stopped Dean Douglas's push, which makes him wrestling's real genius. Um, a lot of people think X-Pac heat is when you get booed, but it's actually just what you sweat from holding Kevin Nash's luggage. <laughs> Kevin said he'll donate his brain to science and what's left of his knees to Missy Hyatt. He started in WCW as one of the Master Blasters, which are also the names of the syringes Scott Steiner shoots in his ass. If I take a Master Blaster, I've got a 30% chance of winning, but a 50% chance of dying on the toilet. (laughs) Kevin Nash hated Derek Chauvin because one, he loves black people, and two, he was jealous he could get on one knee. Uh, he, He played professional basketball in Europe, which is like America, but nobody gives a shit. You release a shoe into the trash. You still have a day job. Um, Oz was managed by the great wizard not to be confused with the grand wizard otherwise known as Jackson Riker (laughs) he was nicknamed Vinny Vegas which sounds like the bad guy in a Flintstones movie no dice Fred Uh, he was in the Punisher the movie not the peg China used on Hunter (laughs) two dudes with attitude sounds like guys who smoke cigarettes outside a church dance He came up with Vanilla Midget when he walked in his hotel room and Skip was fucking sunny instead of Sean. Vince thought they called it NWO Red and Black because Tatanka joined. Sean Michaels and Kevin Nash rolled backstage as the click. The name stemmed from whenever one of them had the audacity to go to the Waffle House and order a salad. And then finally, he buried Brad in WCW because he wasn't good on the stick which is the same reason Johnny Ace hired Kelly Kelly. That's my time, folks. That's my time. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's my I, turn. I now. screamed those. No, it didn't sound like screams to me, man. All right. All right. Here we go. Ah, where are we? Um, okay. Big Daddy Cool sounds like a thing Kevin Nash's black friends had to say to their black friends after he accidentally said the N-word in front of them. <laughs> Like, nah, nah, Big Daddy cool. Big Daddy cool. He's not that cool, but we don't want to get our asses kicked right now. Uh, One of his gimmicks was Oz because he was great and powerful. And because if you pause his career and look closely, you can see a vanilla midget hanging himself in the background. (laughs) 
that's why I got self-conscious because that's kind of like Robert's joke. <laughs> anyway, Kevin Nash was in Secret of the Ooze, one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's also what he calls the mystery of X-Pac shitting in Sable's luggage. Uh, Kevin Nash, did, he didn't sell tickets, moves, or storylines. Like, he's impressive in the sense that he changed the business by just not really doing business. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like if Steve Jobs made computers while also calling the computers gay the whole time. <laughs> Lame. Him and Scott Hall were outsiders in the sense that they were the only ones who weren't there, who, who were there, who didn't give a shit about pro wrestling. Uh, Dan mentioned he wrestled at a gathering of the Juggalos. Gathering of the Juggalos sounds like something him and Hall would do to haze chubbier talent. Like <laughs> throw them in the shower, squirt chocolate syrup on them. You know, look, it's the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> Big boot, jackknife. Are these your moves or things you've threatened to stick up jobbers' asses? <laughs> sure, he's diesel, but it's safe to say he's never had an oil change. Diesel, uh, his entrance music was a series of engine noises and honking horns because if it wakes him up when he falls asleep at a red light, it'll wake him up to go to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a bully to adult men who still call people bullies. It's not a wedgie if you come in your pants when you retell the story, you mark. <laughs> oh, he was green in the ring. Yeah, and in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Michaels and Nash called themselves two dudes with attitude or the more realistic name, two adult men with sociopathic tendencies. <laughs> uh, Kevin Nash jumped ship to WCW and tore his quad in the process. Uh, da -da 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 -da. <laughs> this is horseshit. Smoking cigarettes was the only time he ever carried a match. Huh? Oh, jeez. You know, if you had a match, you got a match. You got a light on to the next. Yeah, that's one. what Robert was doing, Scott. Fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, he's part Native American. Something, something, something. Bury his heart at wounded knee. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> you, know, you know it, brother. Uh, he's also actually super liberal and giving. Uh, he broke Goldberg's streak in support of Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, in conclusion, Kevin Nash is so not a Mark that from here on out, the opposite of Mark of a Mark will be known as a Kevin. He thinks this is just a job and he's going to make the most money he can while also not taking it too seriously. What a Kevin. <laughs> I, love, I love that, man. Yeah. The roast of Kevin Nash, Scott Chaplin, Robert Karpolis, Mike Lawrence, Robin Tran and myself, Dan St. Germain. Zach, what do you think? That was easily one of the roasts you guys have ever done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Was, it. it was the Kevin Nash of roast. Passable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This week's episode of Wrestle Roast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. It's a cool lawnmower, not the wand deer that the mix of the cools rode in on. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ROAST20 at manscaped.com. I'm, you know, one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I am just blown away by it. Uh, I once tried manscaping myself, and my balls were so ugly they could have had the last name Mahoney. 
But you know, this new uh, 4.0 lawnmower is engineered to be the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's safe and effective, just like a crash pad that Jericho lands on. Men, if your beard's anything like mine, Dan's or any other uh, wrestling fan you know, uh, your face probably looks like your pubes and uh, you know you, you think you could just use the same trimmer on both, but no, that's gross and you're weird for doing that or even thinking about it. I used this thing the other day on my uh, junk where it's supposed to go and uh, me and my wife are so happy that uh, she even watched some of Backlash with me. And I can't think of a better testimonial than that. So it's time to get your own ball and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. And what does everybody want besides head? Confidence. Remember, use the promo code ROAST20 to get 20% off and free shipping. That's ROAST20. Thanks for listening and supporting our show. Speaking of Kevin Nash, let's keep let's keep on him for show and hell, because folks, we are talking about the famous, the infamous Super Shredder versus the Ninja Turtles doc scene. I love this goddamn movie. Did you like it, Mike? Yeah, I I I was disappointed as a kid because I've always been me. But um, when I saw him turn into Super Shredder, I was like, this is gonna be the fucking coolest. And then he basically commits suicide. <laughs> it's really sad, kind of. Yeah, he does. He definitely commits suicide. Mike, at this point, were you reading? Were, were there Ninja Turtles comics at this time? Oh yeah, this is so. This is '91. Um, this is the cartoons on all the fucking toy. The, the cartoon thing came out in '87. The toy line came out in '88. This is like peak Ninja Turtles. Um, the first, the first movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Scott, is like more like gritty. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I love more, it. I love it. It's yeah. more grounded and shit. And then they just went sillier with this one, which is like what I wanted because I was fucking eight and I loved the cartoons. Like I was like, Toka and Razor, where's Bebop and Rocksteady? It's like my stepdad all over again. I got to accept two things now. Yeah, that was, that was bullshit. Um, <laughs> What's unfortunate is like this, and right before that was the the vanilla ice scene, yeah. which was peak early '90s uh, of the of the ninja rap. Uh, yeah, the fight felt like they ran out of money when they were making this movie, um, and it's and like Shredder has been your villain for two movies, and his strategy was not really. It's like trying to drown Aquaman. It wasn't really the smartest idea for the character. It made him seem kind of stupid. And for all this hype of Nash being Super Shredder, he's on camera for like a minute. Uh, he doesn't do anything particularly impressive. And it feels a little cultural appropriation that he turns into a white guy. So <laughs> the NWO is not man. the only I mean, thing they stole from Japan. No, is it better than the original? No, uh, it's not better than the original. It's not better than the action figures. It's not better than the video game. But goddamn, is it a fun time? I remember okay, but- I went there with my mom. Like my mom took us for my second grade birthday party. She took all of us after school to go see Ninja Turtles: Secret of the Use, which I thought was like the greatest present ever. And now, like looking back on it, it probably costs like you know thirty dollars or something. But, like, <laughs> uh, you know, 
But uh, it was, I mean, man, I still, that's my most famous birthday. I mean, my most favorite birthday ever. And my I, most I famous birthday. Everyone's still talking about yeah, it. Everyone's I still talking about it in Jersey, man. It's crazy. It's, it's still the talk of the town. Uh, Dave was there and he reviewed the birthday party. <laughs> We're sorry to tell you, Dan. Oh, Dan. Uh, the, the, pizza, the pizza was subpar. I mean, they, they could have had burgers, but, you know, it was a bunch of pies. The cheese, the little, little grainy. <laughs> um, I, just, I just imagine, was, Robert, um, like party, uh, just um, us singing Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, and then that the sound of the Meltzer click in the back. <laughs> well and also the thing about super shredder and that like turtles fandom or the fact that you know well yeah the fandom the oh fact wait that those Scott, movies... can i just interrupt you for a second we have the rest yeah. of the melter on patreon so become a fucking patreon Keep oh going, yeah Scott. yeah oh and it's great it's a good one and um but uh well now you ruined my train of thought but oh yeah super shredder i mean he will still sign autographs like of pictures of super shredder like this isn't this isn't something he should be known for still and he's known for it still a little bit like uh, nash will sign anything for money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well no they i guess what i mean is DNA like a contract for six years they, they do these i don't even know what they're called but you know pro wrestling tees does these like little toy action figures things and one of the newer ones is super shredder because it's kevin nash i don't even know how he can he looks pretty pumped that. like when they do the when they did like cast pictures with him and the turtles yeah he yeah. looked like he had he had like a big smile on his yeah face. and yet like it's the opposite reaction of hornswoggle but it's like the same amount of FaceTime, you know that hornswoggle got in the new leprechaun movie right but there's a big difference i mean ninja turtles were the biggest thing in the world at that time versus the leprechaun movie that was going <laughs> like it was released in eight theaters for a day um i also kind of love the idea of of Meltzer reviewing the Ninja Turtle movie and then going on a rant about how he preferred Oroku Saki better in Japan before he became Shredder. <laughs> he did. He did say Ernie Reyes Jr. Uh, was a was a uh, promising young prospect. <laughs> if it was Vince, it wouldn't be Super Shredder. It would just be Shredder or Super. Here's, here's, here's the thing I thought today watching this that I never did as a kid was that his what costume, happened his costume yeah <laughs> his costume also mutates for some reason like he takes the ooze and then the shoulder pads get more spikes on them. <laughs> it's yeah it's it's a it's, it's a it's a wild movie man it's a wild movie i i had this figure too i had the super shredder figure and he was fucking awesome what i had tokar to razar um what's it called who was the uh who was the the doofy scientist guy? Baxter Stockman. Baxter Stockman. Baxter Stockman. Yeah, I had him too. He was great. You turned into a fly. Yeah. I can't wow. remember what I did this morning, but it I instantly off the top of my head, I'm like, oh, it's Baxter Stockman. We became <laughs> Baxter Stockfly. Like, it's something's going on with the with the brand. Also, the the nerdiest part of it was the Ninja Turtle movie action figures were not proportional to the regular Ninja Turtle figures, which is why I never got them. <laughs> Robert, I gotta look up those figures. What, what, Robert, what's you and your wife's uh, anniversary? Baxter Stockman. <laughs> oh, it took me a minute to remember what my actual anniversary is, but when he became <laughs> Baxter Stockfly, you know, that was a banner day in science. Oh, God. We made this show somehow nerdier. I don't know and how then, it's possible. And then, you know, to, since we're talking turtles, we should just briefly mention, because we'll probably never talk about it again, that, that you know, Seamus played Rocksteady in uh, the 2016 movie. And was pretty decent. Oh no, he's good, man. That's a fun movie. That's he's a fun movie. 
I love that, Dan, you, you would love this. Uh, when Bebop and Rocksteady become mutants, the first thing they do is look at each other's dicks and go, my man. Yeah. <laughs> it's very realistic. That's why. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah Scott, Scott's like, that's biology. Yeah, it's the first thing you do. <laughs> All right, well, that was showing hell, folks. You guys ready to talk about dynamite or fizzle? No yeah. more Ninja Turtles. <laughs> please. Yes, please. I'm trying to, I'm trying to move past it. Until All Dynamite right. signs Kawabunga. Let's, let's break down AEW Dynamite uh, edition 12, I mean, sorry, 519-2021. Hour one, Matt Seidel versus Christian. Mox and Kingston versus the acclaimed Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page segment with Sting and Gar Darby. The Pinnacle is out to dinner. Don Callis and Kenny and Orange Cassidy. And the inner circle answers the challenge, plus a little Jade Cargill for you. What do you think about this, Robert? Wow, a lot happened in the first hour when you say it quickly. Um, <laughs> it was, a, you know, when you're dealing with the taped edition of Dynamite, it's graded a little differently because you have a little bit of time to, to build. Mm -hmm. Everything on paper made perfect sense. You're going to put Christian and Seidel in there. It's a great Sunday night heat match, and they're going to deliver for mm -hmm. you, and it's going to be fine. I like that they finally gave the, vars the Varsity Blondes a reason to be facing uh, the Young Bucks. I would have loved this promo hey, wait, wait, a week wait, wait, ago. Wait to the second hour. Wait to the second hour. No, that's in the no, first No, no, they hour, gave a promo man. in the first hour where they oh. talked about Brian Pillman's like, the Bucks got me to love wrestling when I hated it. And then Griff oh, Garrison's okay, like, sorry. I sold their T-shirts. At oh, least there's a reason why they were there. So I like that. The Moxley Kingston promo was awesome. Eddie Kingston not giving a shit, cutting a promo when he's talking about the acclaims. Like, one guy's a rapper and the other guy's a rapper's friend. And then they're trying to debate whether or not you can be in a super kick party if you can't super kick. It's stupid. I shouldn't like it, and uh, and I love it. So that I thought he uh, was very good this entire night. I think um, they they totally it it works for them. Uh, the pinnacle eating steak, Sean Spears beating up the waiter was uh, the 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 biggest push he's got since he's been in AEW. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scott. Yeah. My question is: Was there is there a bigger match you think, Scott, than Jade Cargill Bianca Belair? as far as interpromotional is there a bigger match what yeah. i'd say i'd say jade cargill versus the microphone <laughs> <laughs> no aew versus wwe oh oh geez i don't know man. i'd rather see no Britt it would baker. be Britt baker versus sasha or bailey or charlotte you know oh really yeah. okay oh yeah okay. for sure yeah 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 maybe maybe bailey and Britt. No, i just want to see jade cargill get girls in headlocks and call them bitches you know <laughs> she's so great man oh she's, she's so the great. shit i know like i'd like her to fuck up uh eva marie is that who we're talking yeah yeah remember her okay she's M yeah, she mike what did you think off. of this first hour i thought this was good i really liked you know the varsity blondes thing because i'm like they don't have any character they gave them something you know and i love that this is such a simple thing but having guys who are in the main event talk about the map uh, Mike's been leeching Mike. off uh, Robin's uh, Wi-Fi. Oh, Mike, yeah, Mike's in Robin's closet. <laughs> Time to get out, Mike. <laughs> yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah no, we yeah, can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I was saying I, I, I dug the Varsity Blondes thing. I like that they gave him something. Um, and all Mike, is it just was... me or does Griff remind you of, like, a gay guy that's talked into straight sex? I, I, I tweeted he's the guy that, that fucks, like, the friend's mom in a MILF porn. <laughs> yes, that's... <laughs> 
He was he has so that funny. vibe, man. He has like a very delicate. Well, yeah, because vibe. you know he's not gonna hurt your mom. He's not gonna, yeah. you know, he's just gonna, he's gonna be nice and gentle, and your mom's gonna fuck him, you know. And yeah, yeah. Yes, he looks like Jungle Boy with a growth spurt. Like it, it kind of works for him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that was a nice lasagna, Mister Montez. <laughs> I what I what I thought was amazing was his story was so bad. Where, you know, when someone's going to tell you a story, like, I fucking hate that guy. And then it's like the most disappointing thing. And it was like, I sold merch for you. And you're not the guys you were when you asked me to sell your T-shirts. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, it's <laughs> like, also way more realistic. And he sold it like a, like a, like he talked like a guy who sold their T-shirts. It all like no, it, was, out. it was authentic. It was, yeah. it was something. Um, yeah. Christian and uh, Christian and uh, Seidel, like. Dude, it was great, Michael. I just don't care. I don't care about either yeah. guy. But when I see you, I'm giving you an unprettier dude or whatever he calls it now. <laughs> hey, Robert, who's wrong, Scott or Mike? Should we care? Uh, no, we really shouldn't care about. Like I said it's a perfectly serviceable match, but this felt like WWE. This felt like hour two of Raw. We need to promote the Battle Royale and do other stuff. So. I, you know, as a creative person, I'm like, I can trust Christian. I can trust Seidel. It'll be a perfectly serviceable match. Taz will overtake it on commentary. And it's not going to be terrible, but it's going to be completely forgettable. If I didn't have it written down, I would have forgot how the show opened, which is kind of Christian's entire run in AEW so far. Well, Robert, let me keep on you. Um, we have uh, next up, and this is a match I really want to get your opinion of. Austin well, I just wanted Gunn. to give a, a quick shout out to how yeah. funny I thought the uh, acclaim. I, the acclaim have gotten so much better, and that oral sessions thing. And that when, was pretty great. That was good. But then when the uh, was it Bowen is like, "We are the acclaim," and he just punches them. That was Dude, fucking awesome. That yeah. ruled so hard. And, and you great. know what made it better? The commentary team was genuinely laughing about it. They yeah. got a kick yeah. out of it, and then you just yeah. Yes, but then the lamest part of the entire show was in the first hour when uh, Darby and Sting come out to attack Paige and Sky, and Sting is holding the skateboard, and he looks like that Steve Buscemi meme from 30 Rock. <laughs> like, hello, youngsters. Like, Sting should never be holding a skateboard. Yeah, let me, let me Robert, let's stick on you for a second. Uh, we have Red Velvet versus Serena Deeb, Austin Gunn versus Anthony Agogo. Hold on to that. K uh, Frank Kazarian backstage, a promo with Miro and Archer. And the Bucks versus the Varsity Blondes with Mox and Kingston in an awesome post-match segment. Robert, what do you think about uh, Austin Gunn versus Anthony Agogo? I mean, is it too early for match of the year uh, <laughs> candidates? Like, they were so excited to do this blood packet, but couldn't figure out how to work it and where the blood was coming from and who was bleeding. <laughs> it was, uh, was rough, the, man. The match should have been... 45 seconds this is not the time to try to make austin gun on television <laughs> like, i don't know who he is uh but i don't need to see him on on tv really ever other than he's uh you know I, oh his tight said son of a gun which is the only distinctive characteristic of him this should have been 20 seconds long anthony agogo just punches him and breaks him but cody coming out wearing the american flag like, it, did, did someone give him a VHS copy of Rocky Four, and he it was the first time he ever saw Dude. it? He's like, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, man. I, 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 which makes QT Marshall Brigitte Nielsen. 
<laughs> I have does no Arn, idea what this guy's does, does doing. Does Arn get to be uh, Apollo? Does he get to come out in the fucking shorts to James Brown? <laughs> Apollo! I don't want to see Arn in, in shorts. Um, <laughs> also, I kind of feel bad for Frankie Kazarian because he's this whole, like, I'm going to come after you one by one, the elite. And it felt like this is a weird New Japan thing when Yoshitatsu was the guy going after the Bullet Club. And you're like, yeah, I don't believe for a second you're going to stop any of them in the yeah, same way. Yeah. I don't believe Frankie's taken down anybody in the maybe Brandon Cutler. Maybe. Well, that's the thing. He's going to feud with Cutler for a month and then Nakazawa for a month. And, Dude, yeah. that Nakazawa thing was great. That Nakazawa, that uh, not getting the headband was my uh, my high spot. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh I, I, a go-go rules, man. They gave him a promo on elevation, which it should have been on dynamite about the reasons he doesn't like America is because there's kids in cages and people dying from not having health care. Boo! What a heel! <laughs> and, and then they even like, he's 78% blind in one eye, which they mentioned on commentary. How is he the heel? I don't get it. I don't know, man. I mean, he's well, and then Cody's so rebuttal isn't about how m- he should just talk about how much England sucks instead of complimenting America. The rebuttal should be like, you have a camera every two feet. You're all being monitored. <laughs> well, I thought it was There's a no really truth. nice main UK event fans for the most the part. That would that, that that's my one plus of it. I thought it was an awesome main event. Yeah, it was a great, it was a oh, yeah, it was a fine main event. They did a nice job making the blondes look good. It felt like when you know Ric Flair comes to your town and wrestles your local guy, uh, the young bucks are talented. And then now the entire story is about Kingston stealing their shoes, which kind of works. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. It absolutely works. It's a black, and you know they've been bragging about it for what, like almost a month now. These are ten thousand dollars shoes, you know. Yeah, that was real. That was uh, that was that was that was great. Yeah, that yeah. ruled. I uh, did, uh, are we still in the first hour? Hour yep. two. Oh, okay, two. we are in hour two. Uh, well, first I want to mention because I didn't mention. I thought that pinnacle segment, like, like if you didn't watch Dynamite, you gotta watch the pinnacle segment. I thought that was great. Now in hour two, the inner circle segment, it's totally skippable, right? You you hate the inner circle. It's crazy. no, I love these oh, no, this, guys. This, seg- this promo stunk. did suck. I agree with Scott. I mean, it just stunk. You know, and it's like, look, and this is someone saying this, that like, I, I think I'm going to love this match. I think it's going to be amazing. And I like all of these guys. And th- this promo was fucking stupid. And they walk out and they like, it's pre-taped. So, so they add extra people singing Judas. And it's, ju- it's just a lot. I, I don't I just know how it's like going to be it. amazing, man. I really don't know how oh, it's, it's going to rule, man. I promise you. Stadium Stampede will be a blast. It's also the first time I noticed there's a lyric in Judas that's you're as cold as December snow, which is one of the worst like lines in any. So it sounds like something Jericho would have written. You're as cold as December snow. I like that, dude. That makes me want to make a sting montage to that song. Well, here's 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 a part of the problem, I think, Scott, is that the pinnacle segment, MJF even like called to attention Jericho's promo style. So he kind of, it was like eight mile where Jericho's like Papa Doc and, you know, MJF is rabbit and he's already exposed his tricks. And then, and then the thing is that if you're watching one segment where Tolly throws a fucking sack of money at a waiter, you're not going to get cooler than that. (laughs) 
the yeah, most badass true. thing. But he's like, this should take care of it. Like, you know that he had to do that so many times in the 80s for, like, even <laughs> himself, let alone, yeah. <laughs> what did Oli call me? This will take care of it. <laughs> well, that was JJ's job. He was there to, to pay the money after. Well, but that uh, Jericho promo was weird because it felt like he was trying to overcompensate for how bad the fall yes. was. He's like, an inch more and I would have cracked my skull open. And my wife and children were horrified yeah, when that they saw rough, this. Yeah, that was rough, man. That was really rough. Like, yeah, we all well, saw what this. he should have said was like, it scared the shit out of me. I landed and I, it felt fine, but that moment was scary as fuck. Thank God <laughs> TK what, cut corners been. and the entire thing's made of foam. <laughs> well, here's what's interesting is that you look at like the exploding ring botch and what they did with that was they had Moxley and Kingston be like, look how fucking silly this is. Why did we ever hate each other? Let's be friends. But Jericho, you know, in his mind is like, I'm so good. I'm going to make you believe that that fall was great. And it's like, you're not that good, dude. <laughs> yeah, but he legitimately hurt himself falling into a ball pit. Like he's that kid at the birthday party. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep on this guys. Um, for a uh, high spot, Mike, what do you got? I have uh, the fucking Washington Heights, uh, who is um, New Jack's son, is a, is a drag queen. And, you know, she uh, he had talked about being disowned by uh, New Jack a, f- a few years ago. And, you know, New Jack passed away. I figured this was a way for us to, to talk about it briefly, but the thing that that Washington Heights posted was like fucking amazing about how, um, let me see if I could find it. It's on our Instagram right now. Yeah. But it was about, okay. It says my dad's wife told me he watched my performances at Paris is bumping and Polly and Colt party three. And that he was proud of me. He wanted to fix things, but didn't know how I forgive him for everything. And I hope wherever he is, he forgives me. I'm finally at peace. R.I.P. New Jack ECW. Like, fucking. They you, gotta, that really, they gotta, you think that really happened or no? He was at the recital. He was there the whole time. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, they got to, you know, we know Evan, uh, they know the Dark Side guys. They got to make a, a, an extra 15-minute addendum because it's such a fucking amazing story. And, Evan, you are know, you listening? Yeah, try to, try to fucking fix your shit with people. Like, you know, learn how to communicate and stuff. Uh, but the fact that Washington Heights is able to forgive him was pretty amazing. Now we're just waiting for Vic Grimes. And what was your low spot, Mr. Lawrence? My low spot was um, Drake Wirtz getting fired amongst a bunch of people. So it didn't look like only he was getting fired <laughs> when it should have <laughs> just been him getting fired. And then I know Velveteen got fired today and but i feel like it should have been like words on wednesday and velveteen on thursday everybody else next week yeah but also isn't it like so words is backstage like there's pedophiles amongst us i'm telling you and then they're like get rid of this guy and then the next day they're like we are releasing velveteen dream well yeah i mean right now they're going to be in a buddy cop uh, movie. I don't like you yeah. and you don't like me, but we're going to have to <laughs> yeah, work exactly. together. Yeah, we, we got to prove to the boss that we're worth getting hired back. <laughs> it's that yeah. movie. I mean, the thing, the thing with, you know, I know we're not a political podcast, cancel culture and all that stuff, but like the thing with words is that it seemed like it really was pissing off lots of people. 
he was missing his job because of like his agendas and stuff like that it just you know it seems well, like I mean, a- we don't really know i mean we weren't we weren't there you know I'm just what I'm. Yeah, but we weren't there for any of this shit. So fuck them to hell, you know. (laughs) Like I wasn't there for Nash. I wasn't there there for the filming of the Secret of the Universe. There there are comments of him being anti-mask and shit like that, and it's just like and apparently like there was an inclusion meeting that Triple H had, and he just like walked out of it in protest. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, when they brought up like that, we embrace like uh, freedom of religion or whatever. He stormed out. What? Yeah. (laughs) Taoism or nothing. I wish I had a trigger like that that could make me angry. That seems like it would be like good, like in a moment, you know, like someone tries to attack you and you go like, oh, think, think about uh, religions being equal. And then you have like the anger to fight a person, you know? I mean, for me, it's whenever someone says release the Snyder cut and uh, <laughs> and now continue the Snyder verse, both those things. They yeah. become gigantic. Go, go, oh, yeah. power, Michael. <laughs> all, right, all right, Robert, what did you think about uh, Mike's low spot here? uh i wouldn't say that was a low spot that was a pretty that was a high spot for me i'm glad that they got rid of uh drake and i'm i'm kind of glad they swept him out you know when they were releasing other people so he doesn't have the chance to take the microphone and make it about him um i, I i'm happy that he's now just going to go away and and fade into uh obscurity you mean <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, my low spot is Will Ospreay, the IWGP heavyweight champion, uh, has a, a neck injury and he has to vacate the title. So crazy. he's going back to England to rehab it. They don't know when he's going to be back. I don't even know what the actual issue is, but you hear neck and you go, oh, no, that could change it forever. And I mean, legitimately, he's the best wrestler in the world right now. Uh, so he's got to vacate the title. And that's for sure my low. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with that. Mike? Oh, you already asked me. He did his. I've, I got to do mine. So I go, can, go, go, go. Sorry, baby. I got him. Uh, high spots. I had two. One came from AEW Dynamite. There was a quick backstage segment with Jericho and Malenko. Mm-hmm. And uh, Malenko bringing up the man of a thousand holds. Oh, that for was as much great. as I hate when they bring continuity from their company, I'm such a sucker for that promo. That was a great callback. And then on Monday Night Raw, you, you, know, you heard that right. My high spots from Monday Night Raw. Uh, when Orton and Riddle came out and Riddle was singing along to Randy Orton's theme song and watching Randy try very hard not to crack was one of the greatest things I've seen on, on TV. Uh, I had two low spots. They're kind of one's nitpicky, but that's me. What, what's the surprise there? Right, uh, one of them, uh, Lily, uh, Alexa Bliss's evil possessed doll Yikes. has it out for my boy Reginald and I'm concerned this is going to lead <laughs> to him being off television like she shot a fireball at him coming out of the ring uh, leave Reginald it's not alone. good uh, and then the other thing this is really nitpicky but it's production and it annoyed me Matt Seidel came out for his match this was a pre-taped show he made a big deal all week that AEW changed his Twitter handle from find Evan to Matt Seidel and thanked AEW and Tony Khan for doing it. And they didn't change the graphic on Dynamite oh, last night. Annoying. It's It was so small and stupid, but he made such a big deal of it. It was a big win for him to no longer have his WWE name associated with his Twitter handle. And then they don't fix it on the show. It was their win. They should have taken it. A mistake that shouldn't have happened in a match that shouldn't have aired. (laughs) I'll also say a high spot is AEW moving to TBS, right? They're getting an added show Fridays at 10 called, what's it called again? Rampage. Rampage, Rampage. baby. 
you know, that's going to be fun. And and, four uh, specials, like Clash four specials TNT. on TNT. And it's, you know, you, it, it's just such a big reminder that this company is so new. And we are going to see, you know, if they continue being a company, we're going to see these like huge changes. And every year they're going to feel like a new company, I think, as long as money keeps pumping into it. And they, you know, did you see the picture of Cody? Oh, yeah. What did he say? It's like it's him staring uh, out into the ocean and it's like TBS like got a cigar in his mouth. And then he turns and yeah, what yeah, it's he, really annoying. Like, I think so. Or something. You know, he has a, a calendar that's just 365 pictures of him staring out into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just uh, his dick at that angle that makes it look, you know, like a like a tower. <laughs> well, it's great. Mike, so, yeah. so um, Dynamite will be on TBS and Rampage will be on TNT and the birth of his kid will be on True TV. It's going to be a live stream <laughs> with Excalibur. That placenta came from PWG and uh, used to wrestle as uh, delirious. Robert, Robert, you're wrong. Uh, the birth of his child will be on the History Channel because that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, folks, let's get to Grimix. Mike, oh, we're we going to stick on, stick Dan, on you, um, buddy. Um, fake diesel, Vinny Vegas, or Oz. Are we going to talk about the zombies? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the zombies. Cause we talked about it on sure. the Patreon. You sure. should get the Patreon, but we um, did talk. I, I put, I mean, I, I had zombies in, in my low spot. Uh, I thought that it was absolute trash. Yeah. So we didn't talk to you about this. You, you yeah. weren't on the Patreon this week. No. I did not care at all. I, I think being mad about it is very much who gives a shit. When were you going into a mismatch invested? That's shame on you. That's such a shame on you. That's like, and when you say it out loud, uh, I, I wish I could reverse time so you could save yourself from caring. <laughs> I just, I, man, I just was not a fan at all. The makeup looked awesome, dude. It's to promote some bullshit. Who cares? I hated it. I, oh, I it's really where they can't. belong. What oh, did you want? A lumberjack match with uh the the, the roster, Dan? Yes. That's what you Ooh. got on Raw. You know, you know, you know it's funny. I feel like I'm Dan's therapist here. I'm like, Dan, did you did you watch it with your wife? Did you, Dan? <laughs> yes. Did you? It's like, oh well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and was it more than you asked for? Yeah, I guess it was more. Well, then why do you resent it? I don't know, because it wasn't exactly <laughs> what I wanted it to be. Oh. So I, I thought I, Titus O'Neil was gonna be there. That's fucking why. <laughs> the, the the reaction to the zombies was way more entertaining than anything on backlash. Dude, Look, I will say fake diesel it. is no fake sting, okay? <laughs> no I, I think sting. I think the zombie thing and, and I said this on the uh, the Patreon a little bit, and I've thought about it a little bit further. I think one of the biggest issues I had with it was I don't mind the zombie segment. It definitely has a place within the world of world wrestling entertainment. It, you're as someone who worked in corporate sponsorship for professional sports, you take the money, you plug it in wherever you can. The problem was you were promoting a straight up lumberjack match that was blowing off this bad bunny feud that people really liked. And you're supposedly now getting behind Damian Priest because he's one of the potential futures of Raw. And Miz was just world champion not that long ago. And there was a clear, easy story to tell where you didn't need to do this. You could have done the zombies on Raw. You should have done the zombies on Raw as part of the Morrison rematch, where it's like, you, you know, you, you beat Miz. I want the rematch tonight with that. And then the zombies come out. That would have been totally fine. People kind of overreact a little bit. Sometimes wrestling's stupid. That's okay. 
But the problem is we're okay with jokey segments when it's an R-Truth 24-7 title bit. We're not okay with it when you're supposed to actually care about the storyline, and they wasted real TV time to build up to a punchline. Though it was all stupid, they threw tomatoes at each other. Bad Bunny was involved. Like it's all, it's all horseshit. It's fun. Yeah, and 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 I think fans know that, and and I think fans like that's a push now, and fans recognize that. They go, "Oh my God, look at this push! He's he's doing commercials. Like the Miz is more popular than everybody." And every I don't know about that, more man. people know the Miz than Roman Reigns. Fact, fact, absolute <laughs> any, fact. Mike, any, right? Anyone who's more upset that the WWE did this than turning their program for the last two and a half years into Saudi Arabia propaganda every other month, it's like their priorities are fucked up. Okay? Where do you think they got All the right, zombies well, from? Then, then count me, <laughs> count, count my priorities as fucked up, Mr. Lawrence, because. <laughs> I you thought think, it was just you, an abomination. Also, is is God is is Oz just gay mantar? <laughs> Are we doing the both segments at the same oh, wait, time? Wait, Sorry. wait, 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 wait! Right. I have to say something, and it's crazy. Didn't Miz like tear his uh, ACL yeah, or something yeah. in this match? Yeah, we got to acknowledge that. That's the unfortunate part that the Miz uh, is hurt. I mean, you know, he gets to be on the mic, and and that's great. Uh, that know, guy has so yeah, much shit he can sucks. do. That's yeah. you know, you know who did take this match seriously? Mrs. ACL. <laughs> so He's got like three it, shows. The, yeah, in in praise of it though, the zombies did a really nice job. It was like it was the evolved kids, uh, and they some of them tweeted about it where they're in their their makeup. Uh, the makeup looked cool. They they the makeup looked great. They did the best they could. I look, I completely sympathize with WWE because there's money thrown at you. You're promoting something. Um, Batista's involved in the movies. So there's a natural tie-in, and you you made chicken salad out of chicken shit. It's not a terrible segment. It's yeah, but it's watchable. Back. Well, Batista clapped back because people got mad at him because on TV the the story on screen was Batista sent some of his friends, so they basically <laughs> put the heat on him. He's like, no <laughs> chance. I'm involved in this shit. I'm busy looking at my lunchbox collection. Wouldn't it be great if all of the zombies had those little tummy tattoos that Batista has? <laughs> and <laughs> that's the only way you could hurt them. I just, b- before we go into Grimmix, uh, on Sunday, I asked our, our uh, fans on Twitter, if WWE made a zombie movie, what would the title be? And uh, I'm going to read some of the responses. We got a hun- over like, Robert, Robert re- retweeted this on his thing. We got over 100 responses. Because people are emotionally in the zombies. Hello? And there's awkward saying, no, we all hear you. Just- we all hear you. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. People are more invested in the fucking zombies than anything else in wrestling right now. Or at least our fans are, and we love them for it. So I'm going to read some of the answers. If WWE made a zombie movie, what would the title be? At Eric Van Dijmi says, LA Night of the Living Dead. At caffeinated uh, Isatar says the Raw King dead. At Matt Maybray says the Revenge of Katie Vick. At Boondi Al Boondi says World War Z Man Tom Zink. Uh, at Brian Gunclava says Blackest Night of Champions. Appreciate that one. At Agent Smith X2 says WWE presents tables, ladders, chairs, and zombies. That's pretty good. At, at Chet Von Chetsky says, uh, 28, 28 jobbers later. At Dotes Magotes, uh, see no evil dead. 
at the bird's nest 28 botches later, which is just any Nia Jax match. Um, <laughs> at Baseline Brandon, the nation of contamination. Uh, at Scott Ferry says the Jeff Hardy promo collection. At Adam Spiderico says New Day of the Dead. At like Rubicante 86, A Train to Busan. And also he <laughs> said Zombie Holla Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that, favorite. That zombie invasion is now a tag team match, player. Uh, <laughs> Ian Briggs, no holds barred to rip battles the evil Vince McMahon and his army of the undead. Uh, at Sportsman32 says George A. Romero's non-survivor series. At Really Royer says Braun of the Dead. And at Chat Mannequin says New Jack City. Is that it? <laughs> Yep, that's it. Oh, that's like that was Dan's like a movie producer. Like I'm picturing him sitting smoking a cigar. That's not bad. I can make money <laughs> off that one. <laughs> Did like they have that like kid. a porno director? She came? You, she came? She came already? <laughs> all right. All, um, comes all gone? My favorite line in Boogie Nights is like when they're watching the Dirk Diggler thing and and uh, the guy, Ricky J turns to Burt Reynolds and he goes, this is a real movie, Jack. It's like the saddest <laughs> fucking line ever. Hey guys, we got three more segments left, which is why I've been rushing a little bit. Uh, let's get on to Grimmix. I had brought up Fake Feet, Diesel, Vinny Vegas, Oz. Um, I'm just going to say Vinny Vegas by a country mile. Everything you need to know is that Sean thought this was hilarious. Like, I feel like Vinny Vegas is who Sean Michaels wasn't brave enough to be. He's in WCW. What? They weren't even working together. I know, but that's why he hired him. Is he loved oh, the Vinny Vegas character? He was like, I, "Yeah, I saw this guy Vinny Vegas." I was like, "This guy's <laughs> hilarious." Um, so I guess he loved, you know, he loved Steve Martin and My Blue Heaven, and loved Kevin Nash. And they actually had like kind of a touching thing um, on the network. The two dudes with the attitudes special. Uh, I guess Sean's like said to him, "Hey, not a lot of people like me. Do you got my back?" And he said, "I got your back, brother." And he's like, "That's all I needed to hear." Um, that is love, man. That is love, man. That is love. Scott, what do you think was the worst gimmick out of these? Uh, fake Diesel. Yeah, I would say fake Diesel too. Yeah, Sorry, of yeah. Of course, it has to be. I mean, dude, even Oz, it makes sense, man. Like, kids like Wizard of uh, Wizard of like even three year olds now like Wizard of Oz. Like three to seven, everybody likes Wizard of Oz. Every generation of kids for the last hundred, you know, hundred years. And nobody owns it, right? Because it's like from the 1800s. Oh yeah, because it's like yeah, because it's like oh, it's based on the book. You know, you can't yeah. say I that. Think, I think at the time, not, it wasn't public domain at the time. It was being shown on Turner all the time. It was Turner. Turner, it's, Ted Turner. it's one of his favorites. No, Wizard of Oz is one of his favorites. He bought the rights to it and he aired the hell out of it on TV because he had the rights to Wizard of Oz. This was WCW trying to kiss up to Ted Turner, uh, which is why they came up with this uh, this ridiculous gimmick. Well, that makes sense to me. I love it. <laughs> what do you think is the worst gimmick, Robert? Uh, to me, it's Oz. Um, I think the Vinny Vegas character could have been more entertaining. It had flashes of entertainment. I love Fake Diesel. Fake Diesel is one of my favorite things in wrestling. First of all, from as, a, as an attorney, the intellectual property fuck you that Jerry <laughs> McDivitt orchestrated, where he's like, we're going to sue them because Nash and Hall are pretending to be uh, Diesel and Razor. We own those characters, so let's make uh, the, the big you, guy. Do and you the remember kind JR's of promo about it, Robert? Yeah. Oh, JR's promo was great. The, hyping, the fact that they worked the fans by doing the hotline and making yeah. you pay is like, well, you know, Diesel and Razor, they're going to be here. And the best part of Fake Diesel was 
Bischoff, and there's a famous story, but Bischoff heard this and thought Hall and Nash were going to leave. So he gave them raises to keep them in WCW because they heard about the fake, they didn't realize it was fake razor and fake diesel. And I, and Glenn Jacobs made the character not terrible. Like it was kind of a funny idea to make a fake diesel because it's great cheap heat and it could have evolved into something else. I think he was like in the type like final four in one of the survivor series too. Oh yeah. They, they, because he was a really good worker. Uh, so it kind of, it was okay. Oz was just terrible. Um, it didn't fit because it wasn't a good use of Nash's personality. He's kind he's a cool, he's cool. He's a smart guy. He comes out there in a ridiculous looking wig. It just looks dumb. WCW, when they tried to be fake WWE, never worked. And when right. this is them trying to delve into that with all the production value and all the money they spent on it, Oz was a, a total loser. Mike, it's right now, it's two votes for fake diesel. One folk vote one vote for Oz. Who do you got? And then Zach's gonna tie break this shit. I, um, well, unless I do, I guess. Oh, yeah, I sorry. Go I don't understand how math works. I got to go fake diesel, man. It's just so terrible. It's like, it's, it is it is amazing in Robert's defense. It, it is the most entertaining one. I love any Rob has the that, most coherent argument as to why it shouldn't be fake diesel, but Rob is still wrong. Keep going. But, but what's interesting about <laughs> the, the, the fake diesel thing is that it really shows Vince's philosophy that I make the stars, the characters are what's over, not the performers. Like you look like this is why there's no wrestling union, why they're considered independent contractors because anyone could play Diesel and Razor. Yeah, it's (laughs) also also people breaking, you're watching a public breakup. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. I hate that shit. But Vince did this otherwise. He did it with, with Sin Cara. It's like, oh, Sin Cara is yeah, now yeah. a foot taller and jacked and has different tattoos, but it's the same guy. Super Sin Cara. All right, Zach, who do you got? Who, what's the <laughs> I worst mean, gimmick? I mean, in Vince's defense, he can't tell Mexicans apart. Zach, Zach, what's the worst gimmick? Fake Diesel, Vinny Vegas, or Oz? It's fake Diesel. All right, four to one. Sorry, Robert. You're off on the side of the road. Sucking dick for quarters. <laughs> Speaking of Robert, it's time for... Well, we're going to dust it off. We, it hasn't been on the show for a while. It's time for a new edition of Creative Has Nothing For You with WWE writer extraordinaire slash Florida Panther lawyer, Robert Carpolis. Cool. On the, on the rundown I had, this wasn't on there, so I didn't realize oh, we were doing that. That's fine. The last thing you. I saw was we were doing the releases of all the talent, but that's... Ro- Robert has nothing for you. Forget it. My bad. We'll just do it next week. Oh, that's, yeah, we can do it next week. I, Let's I, just do it next week. That's my bad. Do you um, have a Do you have a Kevin Nash story? So I never. I would have loved to have met Nash. Unfortunately, Nash was in TNA at this point in time uh, during my entire tenure there. He was one of the people I was kind of looking forward to seeing what it would be like to work with him since I was such a big Diesel fan. But this was during that time where WWE was legitimately scared of TNA, at least internally, because they kept swiping guys from. Uh, from us and using them better so it i used to love like they're more scared of tna than they are aew am i am i just being crazy and, here and no was they're, it, was they're it definitely them, more scared of was it them swiping guys or weren't like wwe guys swiping trees and then getting fired and then like <laughs> well no no what happened what, what scared them no what, what frightened them was 
they had all this talent in TNA that WWE didn't have because they didn't have this NXT world of warehousing talent. So when you lose out on an AJ Styles, a Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, all these guys that they could have had, and it's at one point all worked like velocity matches and they didn't sign any of them. And now they're big stars. And there's a buzz about a company that was kind of getting their shit together. It was no longer just the Jeff Jarrett pay-per-view a week freak show. Uh, and then they get Christian and they make Christian a main eventer, which WWE wasn't ever able to effectively do. And Kurt Angle, like I used to love going into master control because they would always be recording impact when it was on and they'd be recording really? the pay-per-view. So I would swipe the DVDs. I think I still have them somewhere to be able to watch some of the TNA pay-per-views oh, because awesome. we would download it off the satellite to see what was going on. So when you, and you remember they had money to spend and they went and they got Nash and they put him with Sting and Booker T and the main event mafia. And they were doing a lot of what WCW did. And the fear was if they could make this work, there's legitimate competition. Yeah. AEW is not legitimate competition to WWE because WWE has a massive head start and they're no longer a wrestling company. They are a global content provider that NBC Universal paid a billion dollars to to air their stuff. Fox paid a billion dollars to air SmackDown. They have a they have the world covered. AEW is a great wrestling company. AEW is not going to be a huge multimedia threat to them. At the time, TNA was a wrestling threat because all WWE had was wrestling, and we were holding on tooth and nail to not lose UPN. Yeah, if you're Vince, all you're seeing is Hogan and Bischoff again, up to their up to their no good. Yeah, you know, like it's got to be fucking scary. And, and here, here's a question, Robert: When they're watching a TNA pay per view at WWE, they make Finkel pay for it, right? Oh, yeah. No, we had his credit card. Um, he didn't know it was just he got the charge. Thanks, Vince. Um, I'm sorry. I, lo I love okay, So, Howard Robert, Finkel. do you, you had yeah. some opinions on these releases? Is there anybody here that you were like, what the fuck? Um, I'm surprised they released Velveteen Dream, honestly, just because Hunter defended this guy so many times, given the, the evidence against him. Uh, and they, you know, they, they had all these opportunities and it became this problem where I think what got Velveteen Dream cut was every time Hunter would do these media calls, they wind up Talking asking about, about Velveteen Dream. And he's yeah. like, I'm sick of it. I'm surprised they cut Jessamine Duke. That was the big surprise for me. I was surprised about that too. Yeah, good good point on that. I, I really thought she was fantastic. I so. think she's, she's a fantastic talent. Losing one of the four horsewomen when they never got a chance to well, run they don't the horsewomen against I mean, horsewomen. Clearly that, I mean, that's what I got from that is they, they yeah. just clearly do not give a fuck about doing anything with that I, I i agree um the other ones you know the, i guess they feel like if, the, if they want to go to you know AEW, they can um but hey, alexander wolf is really good alexander wolf was good and they just started putting him back on tv with imperium so it was kind of strange that they had him for this whole time weren't using him started using him a and great they got look rhythm. yeah it's got a very good unique look. look uh scott anybody also, uh you got jumped by imperium on nxt this week right he got dumped. He got he got beat up by them this week on NXT. I, I met, this he? week I totally missed NXT. And he got was... kicked out. Yeah, they yeah, he were, got kicked out. Really that was interesting. You go, oh, that's like a, that's got to be a mutual thing, right? I mean, if he gets released the next day and he's kicked well, his out of the thing, group well, he the said night he before. wasn't released. His contract is up June fifteenth. Okay, okay. He's okay. there's like, hey, they're not going to resign him, okay. um, which is unfortunate. But there's a lot of talent that they have that they're not really using, or when they do use them. It ain't great. Like Nikki Cross has been off TV for a while. They brought her back on Raw to be a lumberjack. 
And yeah, she that was stole so the weird. hell out of it. She did everything you could to make that segment work for her. But at the end of the day, it's like there's two women fighting for the women's title. Uh, and Nikki Cross is there and she's a lumberjack in the John Morrison match. Scott, is there anybody there you wish you hadn't seen go? No. You know, I mean, I don't I don't want anybody to get fired, but like wish. No, I don't. Mike, Zach. Well, I'll say this. I loved Velveteen Dream, man. That guy, I thought he was going to be the few. I thought he was going to fight John Cena at a WrestleMania. I did, too. I would have I would have put money on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like two I, years I, ago. I, absolutely unbelievable talent. Um, Mike and uh, Zach, anybody? No, I mean, the, the, the dream thing, I, I think, yeah, it's it kept being a problem. And uh, they eventually they had to because it was like it was bogging the shows down even. And the fans just didn't want to support him anymore, didn't want to see it. And then the press is asking Triple H. They had to cut bait there. And, um, you know, it uh, a lot of the other talents seem like they're young enough that they could end up somewhere else uh, like a Jessamine Duke and stuff. I mean. We really, you know, Baszler was like the hottest fucking thing. I think like last year, even she was so well used and, and just is still a great talent. But, you know, they booked her into oblivion. Um, and Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing you can do there. Uh, Zach? Yeah, I think a lot of these people are uh, better off in a lot of ways. Some of them, at least. It's time to check in with Scott Chaplin and another edition of Tales from the Indies. Ooh. Oh, this one, if you're a wrestling fan and you're on Twitter all the time, you probably saw it already uh, at an indie show uh, this last weekend, I guess. It was actually it was at PWT Summer Sickness Cup. That was the name of Jesus the show. Christ. Uh, yeah, everyone got sick, I think. I think that's what happened. But OK, so at this, it's not on YouTube or anything. Just go on Twitter. Type in keywords, wrestling, fire, crotch. And I promise you it'll come up. What happens is uh, a wrestler. Photos of Becky Lynch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's uh, this wrestler, J.J. Allen, got his his crotch lit on fire by his opponent outside of the ring. And then, like, the idea of the bit is he lights him on fire. And then he's going to put it out, but with a weed whacker. Uh, and then he goes to put it out with the weed whacker, but the weed whacker spreads the fire onto the pants more. Oh, my so now God. His entire pants are engulfed in flames. He gets up and runs and, uh, you know, drops, rolls, does all these things. Not, none of that works. Uh, people are like, put it out, put it out. And it's not like a VFW hall. So all all the cups of water that they're pouring on the guy is like the cups you get at like the dentist. <laughs> it's like very tiny little cups, you know, you get, yeah, you get like yeah, in yeah. a church bathroom. And, uh, and they're like, put them out, put them out. And Scott, who's to say any of those cups have water? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to add this note because it's important. He, then it, it turns, the camera turns to a guy in, in, a, in a wheelchair, right? And then the guy who's on fire, like, runs past him. And the guy in the wheelchair is just unaffected. He's just unaffected. And not because he's in a wheelchair. He's, he's unaffected because he could care less somehow. And the reason he's important is he's the reason the video went viral. It's because the guy in a wheelchair was wearing a T-shirt from Barstool Sports. So all those people were like, hell yeah, cool. 
Also, look at this idiot with his dick on fire, which makes it <laughs> so much worse. They're all dude, like, that shirt rules. Hey, also, fuck this guy. Dude, as I'm watching this, I'm like, is this how they cure AIDS at AJ Styles' church? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's glorious, man. And the guy did an interview. I, I, I DM'd him. He did not answer me. But the guy did do an interview since then. And he said he's done. It. What what is this? What is this DM, Scott? What was the DM? What did it? How did you start out? Oh, I just I just said I host a wrestling podcast on ad free shows, <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I was wondering if he had any comments on there. the fire crotch. I don't want to deal with that fancy Conrad Thompson living in <laughs> I, that big old Alabama house. <laughs> I call I called it the fire crotch incident. <laughs> but anyway, I I saw in an interview that he did do. Uh, that this is a this is a this is a, a spot that he's done in the past and it's worked out before and he doesn't know why it didn't work out this time because <laughs> uh, God's trying to kill you. That's why. Jesus Christ. Man. Yes, my tail's I, I think it's you know, this is an easy way for us to quickly talk about the Nick Gage episode of Dark Side. Oh, please. Because, let's do it. Oh, yeah, please. You know, with, with like the whole there's a scene where he gets set on fire and stuff. But what's really, what was really interesting, I, I never fully understood why I don't like deathmatch wrestling. But I was watching about like 15 minutes of, of this with, with my wife, Adina. And we watched the scene where um, he gets so like, maybe it is the fire scene or I think it's like a tube scene. I think he's fighting a guy named Thumbtack Jack or some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he actually... Uh... Congressman Thumbtack Jack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, and, he kind of gets like gutted, right? And he, he's got to run out of the ring. It cuts and him. He back. gets airlifted, and that was like the moment I realized why I hate this because like that helicopter and those EMTs could have been helping anybody else, but it's like this guy basically did do this shit to himself. Like, yeah, there's an old lady on the side of the road somewhere watching Nick Cage fly over her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, it was. I, uh, I, I like that doc, man. I didn't know anything about him. Uh, th that's a dude I would definitely be intimidated by for sure. Uh, if I yeah. saw him in public, you know, I'd stay away. But holy shit, I mean, to have that, whatever that is, okay, cool, you know. The yeah, road I mean, less traveled, I believe, uh, is what E.E. Uh, e. Cummings said. I think that's about him, right? Yes, yes, it, yes. It, 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 about deathmatch wrestlers. <laughs> you got to give credit to someone who idolizes Terry Funk. And Mick Foley, but decides not to take any of their charisma. Yeah. <laughs> you just go, well, maybe he smells like him. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, folks, we've got Macho Man Randy Savage next week. Batista, Sting, Rob Van Dam, Cody Rhodes. And do we have uh, another one, Mike? Is this one we uh, it's like we were able to book Randy Savage, but we can't get Firecrotch. Um, <laughs> that's, that's where we are in the hierarchy. Um, all right, so we'll we'll just keep we'll just keep that um, <laughs> as is. Um, Dan taking that opening of the show botch to the end of the show this week. That was your reward for going to the end. Also, thanks, Robin Tran, for being on the show. You were great. Yeah, Robin, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Scott, thank you for being on the show. Robert, thank you for being on the show. And Mike, thank you for being on the show. And uh, and Zach. Thank you, India. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can uh, you can check me out, folks, at um, 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gnashing it, man. He's just like, who gives a fuck? It's a wrestling podcast. You can find me on the internet. When Dan says goodbye on a podcast, you really believe it could be the last time you well, hear him. Well, it was like, Dan was like, you could find me, and then realized he's never found himself. <laughs> like, you could find me. God damn, where am I? Where am I? If you want to leave my nervous break, down an iTunes review, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got, Scott? I'm gonna finger poke a doom this thing. Let, let, let's put it to rest. One, two, three. Thanks for listening. Love you all. <laughs> uh Mike. Uh yeah, I'm at uh Mike Lawrence Comedy. And uh, you know, check Robin Tran out on her Twitter and her Instagram. She was great today. Yeah. Roberts. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WWCreative underscore ISH. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. A lot of great content. We broke down WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, if you subscribe to the Something to Sports Entertainment with platform, last week Dan and I broke down the SmackDown Go Home Show, which is worth listening to just to hear how you structure a Go Home Show before a pay-per-view. I also did a bonus episode this week breaking down Raw because I needed to get those thoughts out of my brain and my wife didn't want to hear it. Uh, I'm going to be doing something to sports entertainment with on Friday. Um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, yeah, gang, stay safe. Zach? Wash your hands. Bang, bang. <laughs>